got your Bibles, Genesis chapter 50, starting with verse 17, I'm just going to read 17 to try to bring everybody kind of on the same page of the, the context, but really my text is going to be verse 19 when we get there. Verse 17 so shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin. For they did it unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy fathers or father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, We behold, or behold, we be thy servants. Verse 19. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am in the place of God. Posing it as a question. Verse 20. But as for you, ye thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good. To bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Now therefore fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones and you comfort them and speak kindly to them. But as for you, you thought it evil against me, but God meant it for good. Verse 19 and verse 20. I want to preach to somebody here tonight or today. It's worth it. It's worth it. Just lift your voice one more time. Lift your hands with that voice. And ask God to talk to us today. Lord, I need your help. Touch our minds and hearts. And let us be in unity with your spirit. That whatever your will and purpose is today, let our hearts, God, come in alignment with your will. I ask you today, speak to us. Talk to us, God, from the pages of your word. I ask it in Jesus' name. We pray. God bless you. You may be seated. This is the closing chapters of Joseph's life. And uh, how fitting it is how I feel uh, what God wants to share here today with us. The close. And the way I, I, I saw this or the way it came to me was... It's the closing of Joseph's life. And now you have a man that is looking back over everything that took place. That when Joseph said what he said in verse 19, fear not, I'm not God. Basically, I'm not the one that's making this decision. But as for you, he thought evil against me. But God minute to good. Joseph is looking over the shoulder of what had taken place. His shoulder. Them being involved in the situation that he had been through. And so it is for you and I many times we are commonly buffeted by what took place in years gone by. Now before you judge this message and 
and, 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 and just say, well, I've heard Joseph's story and I have too and heard messages. I, I'm not coming today with some deep uh, knowledge or, or Hebrew uh, understanding here. I'm coming more from a perspective of a challenge or an inspiration. I feel the Holy Ghost is trying to give somebody today. That you and I look over our yesterdays and look over the shoulder of, of ourselves or others and things that have transpired through life. And we wonder many times, where is God in all of this? Where is God in this situation or circumstance? It's almost like I can never hear enough messages trying to remind me that God works all things together for the good. No matter how many times I've heard it, Brother Austin, whether it be on today or it be another Sunday, just two Sundays from now, if I hear it again, Sister Gail, for God works all things together for His good. It's a good reminder for me to hear often because if you're born in flesh, the Bible says you're going to be full of trouble and there's going to be battles that you and I are going to face. But in the end, Joseph's trying to tell you and I, it will be worth it all. You and I look I, I hope I can try to bring it in When I'm in the middle of my struggle or battle The thought comes to me This ain't worth it You ever been in a place or a valley Or a moment or a, a situation You've been going through And no matter whether you're 15 years old 20 or 30 or 40 or 80 or 100 you're going to face this one issue that when the going gets tough, is it really worth it? Living for God, I'm talking about. That's applicable in a job. It's applicable in anything. Things are not always going to be conducive to my happiness or joy. I know people get in marriages, they're not happy. I know people have family, they're not happy. I know jobs that are not happy. But here's a summation of what Joseph was trying to tell us at the end. You and I look at it as, this is going to destroy me. But if we ever get the revelation that God meant it for good. The word meant means this in the original Hebrew. It means purpose, plan, and God putting something together. Yea, meant it for evil. But in God's plan and in God's purpose, God meant it for good. There's going to be days you and I are going to wake up and it ain't going to always be conducive for me and you living for God. But if I understand the end of the story like Joseph, yet they may have meant it for evil. The enemy may have meant it for evil. The enemy may have wanted to destroy my family. But if I understand this well enough, God can mean it for the good because there's a purpose that God's using the good and the bad. He's using the down days and the up days to mold his purpose in you and I. When I first came to God, I thought it was going to be a barrel of roses. How fitting today, Valentine's Day. I thought it was going to be an easy walk, Caleb. But I quickly found out and as soon as I made the commitment of living for God, huh, it's like, man, I thought this was supposed to get easier. But I learned something, that it did get easier. 
when I shifted it to God and leaned on him for help. See, Joseph, when you look at his story, not many of us has been through what Joseph has been through when you think about it. We've had hardships and we've had, but Joseph really has hit just about every spectrum of life. It starts with a boy that lives in a dysfunctional family. See, dysfunction ain't nothing new. It was already there in the Bible. That's their word now they use in politically correctness. I'm trying to be politically correct. Dysfunction. You know what we call it? Just a bad family. They call it, you got to be political now. Just a messed up family. He got a daddy that plays favorites and a bunch of brothers that don't like it. He got a stepmama. Come on, somebody. Does that not sound like 2021? Stepmama, stepdaddy, brothers that don't. Uh, and in the midst of all that, God comes down and says, Joe, you're my man. If not to make things worse, now he got God speaking to him by a dream saying, I want to do something in your life. Ain't nothing sometimes can be more frustrating than trying to find the will of God. Is there anybody want to be honest? It don't always just come to me. You saw service yesterday. What was my video? Just hang with me while I seek him and hunger for him that the will of God would be manifested. We're in the will of God, but sometimes it's revealed as I take a step and I take another step. Joseph now is complicated in life's struggle of family and God's saying, I picked you. And the favor of God starts out. He already had the favor of his daddy by making him the coat of many colors. That's the one we know from Sunday school. But it wasn't a coat of many colors by a natural father. It was a spiritual father's favor that was represented by the coat because of the dream that Josh, Joseph had. So he's got God's favor, but yet don't know what to do with it. He's got God's favor but no, don't know exactly how it's all going to play out. So you got a man now with internal conflict of trying to figure it out. And what proves it, Sister Peggy, is the first thing he does is, is go run to his brothers. Let me tell y'all about a dream I had. If not to just put salt on a wound. Sometimes not everybody going to buy into what you and I are believing God for. Not everybody's going to believe in the decision you make into living for God. Not everybody's going to buy into what God's telling you to do. Can you and I live for Him? See, this is in the middle when, when Joseph's just starting out. And I guarantee you there's a moment in Joseph's thinking, if he's human like you and I, he ain't no superman. He ain't no super apostle. He's a boy, 19 years old, 20 years old. And God's starting to pull the heartstrings of him. And I'm sure, Sister Gail, when he shows up and his brothers find him and say, we got to get rid of this dreamer and throw him in the pit. You think in that moment of dryness in the pit, I could take all the symbolism here, but for sake of time, I want to get right to the point. He's in a, a, a well that's dry. His life is dry. And here he is at the bottom in his mind, Sister Tiffany. Is this really worth it? Is really my consecration unto God really worth it? Is really me living for God 
really worth it? Is my step of faith really worth it? You know how many times that came across my mind in San Francisco? Is this worth it? Just let them have an earthquake and drop this thing off and we're done. I know there are people, look, I ain't as spiritual as you. Prayed for their soul. Yeah, I prayed for them on Monday and I was wetting the earthquake hit on Tuesday. My burden didn't last long. I, I struggle, Sister Terry Jones, because I'm looking at it going, God, I'm, in, I'm trying to seek first the kingdom of God with everything I have, but then my humanity kicks in. Does it really, is it really worth it for me? And here's a boy in a pit by his own family. I'm preaching to people here today, you're in a pit because of your family. You stood for what was right and family has ostracized you. Family has pushed you away and you're questioning in your mind how convenient. I, I turned to Mallory and said, hey, you hear the words of that song, the Worth or whatever, isn't it called Worth? What was the title of my message? Is it worth it? God's trying to talk to somebody today. If it be one person on this cold Sunday morning, it was worth it for you to hear. Joseph's plea at the end. See, I, I, this is how it came to me. Joseph is here, and I literally saw myself here, and I see people maybe at the door, and I see people where Brother Smith's at right now, and I see people where Brother Tyrone Savon's at right now, and then I see people here where my wife's at. Everyone is at a different place of the journey. And you got a Joseph. Come stand right here, Brother Dale. I'm glad you're here. You, you're going to be Joseph. Stay right there. Now all of you got bed and that bad neck problems, I'm fixing to give you a fit. I'm going to come back here like Brother Arnold says, cheap seats. You got some back here trying to, I'm in a pit and I'm trying to get, I know there's something good at the end, but I'm struggling trying to get there. I'm struggling trying to finish this race. Find me Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. I'm trying to get to this place, but I ain't there yet. And I'm here in a pit way back here. And, and my brothers have lied on me. My brothers have misconstrued things against me. And I'm in the pit, Brother Larry, and I'm saying, man, I should have been a doctor. Man, I should have been. We should have finished that genetics class, Brother Jared. I wouldn't be preaching. You wouldn't be running sound. Y'all don't know this, but me and him was in class together way back then. But I flunked genetics. You probably passed it. I, I, I should have made a decision and never told him. I wouldn't be in the condition. I wouldn't be in the marriage I'm in right now if I'd have made a different decision. I, if I would have done this, I'd You think all that didn't run through his mind? And you gotta, you, you got to imagine, just try to hang with me here. And here's Joseph, or the end of the, the, the calling. Forget being Joseph, because Joseph's in the pit. But here's the other end of it. It's saying, come on, it's worth it. You say, well, how do you know, Joseph? This is before Joseph's time. For we're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. That word witness in the original Greek means martyrs. It's where we get the word martyr. What he said is we're surrounded by a group of people that gave everything they had and they finished the course saying it's worth it. 
they finished it all after being thrown into a lion's pit, Brother Ed. After being thrown and being uh, crucified or being burned alive by Nero. And at the end of it all, God meant it for good. I can't explain how a valley, a trial, a mess up, a down, a downtime, or a back. I can't explain how it all can, you know. You say you, you you're saying backslide's okay? No, but I am saying if I backslide, there's still hope for me to come back. If I made a mistake, there's still hope for me to come back. If I walk through a valley, there's still hope I can come through. If I walk away but come back, I can still have the testimony at the end. And how God took my mistake and how God took my valley and how God took the time. I didn't handle trouble well, Brother Smith. I'd love to be able to maybe do like Paul and just gracefully. That's my goal. There's sometimes, Brother Smith, I get in the midst of a battle, a trial. Peter said it like there's a fiery trial that's trying my faith. And Brother Charlie, I can't always go through it dignified. Maybe you do. But in prayer, I can't be dignified. Because in my heart, I realize, God, there's something you working for the good that I can't see. And my flesh right now is saying, this ain't the way it's supposed to be. But if I let God have his way, and I let God continue to do what he wants to do, and I keep the course that God's given you and I, lay aside every way, lay aside the sin that beset me, and let me run with patience. Here's what he's saying. It's going to take a patient man and a patient woman to be able to get to the end and say, God meant this for my good. He meant this to save me. He meant this to bring my family home. He meant this to do something in my family that they meant for evil. But God turned it for good. No matter what the blunder is, the mistake, the error, the valley, the struggle, if I can remember this, the enemy meant it for evil. And I allowed him to have his way. I did it. Just signed the card. I did it. I'm guilty. But here's the other side of it. God, turn it. I ain't perfect. I ain't got it all figured out. I don't have the answers to it all. I'm in a pit. Somebody today, you're in a pit. It don't end there. You get now pulled out of the pit by your brothers thinking they're going to redeem you and give you another chance. But instead, they sell you out. Has there anybody been sold out by a friend? Has there anybody been sold out by the enemy or sold a bill of goods that you didn't really rightfully deserve? That's you. It ain't fair what mama did. It ain't fair what daddy did. It ain't fair what your wife did or your husband did or your kid did or the Democrats did or the Republicans did or the Independents did. It ain't fair. But God works all things together for his good and those that are called according to what? His purpose. God meant it for God's purpose. In his purpose for the good. I don't understand that, Brother Daryl. How could God 
purpose, plan, work for my good. When wrong is done to me, the answer is real simple. You got a cloud of witnesses and a Joseph at the end saying, it's all for your good. Come on, keep coming. Come on, I know this don't feel good today. I know you're going through a valley. I know you got marital problems. I know you got family problems. I know you got money problems. I know you got broke pipe problems. I'm trying to get some of you to catch up because y'all thinking about your pipes, so. I know you got all these problems. But if you could see the end, if you could see the end, it's to make heaven. It's to save your family. That's why you and I go through what we go through. Because God's working it for the good. You're wore out because God's working something for your good. You're tired because God's working something for your good. You're stressed out because God's working something to your good. He's working it. He's doing something. You can't see it. They get sold out to the brothers. And then he gets sold out to people that ain't even family, Ishmaelites. You know what Ishmaelites represent? Carnality. They were earring wearers. They were, they were, they were gold wearers. They were carnal. They, they, they didn't care about the things of God. Not like a Jew that was separated unto God. Contradictory to him. And he said, now I'm giving you God. I'm giving you to a group of people that don't believe the way you believe. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you and I get put in situations that we're with a group of people, work, home, family. They don't have the revelation that you got. That don't mean they're bad. That means they just don't have that revelation. And if you and I just keep moving forward and run the race with patience, there's something good that God's going to do in them and God's going to do in you in a revelation of God that they've never seen. So he gets sold. Oh, and it gets even better. I'm thinking, how much more could a man take? He's now... Kicked out of the home, no home, no family, with a group of people that don't know him, don't love him, and, and, and uses him as a slave. Abuse. Folks, is this hitting every gamut? We're verbal abuse, physical abuse. You don't think, Joe, we don't read about it, but you think they didn't happen? He was a slave. Abused. You think there weren't bumps and bruises and, and things that happened to him? They treated their slaves like dirt. <laughs> and Joseph's now sold to Potiphar's house. Leader of Egyptian armies, Brother Joe. And there's old Joe thinking, Joe and Joe. Joseph is thinking, I finally got a little reprieve. All they want me to do is dust and vacuum the house. I don't have to deal with the animals and the manure and dirty work. I just get to hang out in the house. See, and he thought just maybe, Brother Minab, God's favor, I'm at home. And then Potiphar's wife decides 
She wants to have relations with the boy. Spirit of adultery comes against him. And see how strong you are now, Joseph. Can you fight this one? You could get by and nobody would know. But you see, there was something about Joseph's character. God knows. I wonder if we ever got the revelation of God's really watching. And I mean really just saturate my brain, God, that you are forever. I promise you all our shady deals and anything we would do under the sun, anything we would say, that we wouldn't do that no more because I'm not doing it because I don't, I'm doing it because he's watching me. And I want to please him more than anything. And now he's got this adulterous woman coming after him. And yet in the midst of it, Brother McNabb, he could have said, you know what, it ain't worth it. It's time for me to just give in. I've been a slave. This dream, look what it's cost me. I, I, I deserve this, right? Surely. Come on, somebody. God ain't answered my prayer. God ain't come through. I've been asking God for this, this, and this, and God ain't Surely I've entitled myself to this. And nobody would ever know if I just kind of slid a little bit on the backside. But Joseph held on. And in that moment, he might have not said it, Brother Mark and Tell, but I'm telling you, his actions showed there's something to this. It's worth it doing right. It's worth doing right. It pays to do right. And yet Joseph pushed it back, abstained, and stopped. And when he did, it cost him again. It's going to cost you and I something to do right. It always does. Not everybody's going to agree with you and I when you do right for God. They're not going to agree with your decision to live for God with all your heart. They're going to think you're just faking it, Cody. Well, he just kind of in it just to kind of hang out and he's trying to get the law off his back or parents off his back or whoever. But yet something in Cody says, this is real. This is real. Because you're here again. You're here again. Tristan, you're here again. Why? It's real. This ain't something. It's worth it. See, there's a crowd at the end saying, come on, keep coming. Come on, Cody, keep moving. Come on, Brother Clifton Bushnell, keep moving. I know you've been living for God for a long time, but there's still things that are going to come to you tomorrow. There's things going to come to you next week. As long as there's breath in your body and my body, there's going to be things that's going to come to you and I. And here's some of the battles. We're going to fight bitterness. We're going to fight forgiveness. We're going to fight anger. We're going to fight frustration. We're going to fight depression. Folks, it ain't because you and I are a devil or we got a devil in us. It's because we're human. And those are the things we're going to fight and battle. But you need to remember, if you drop the ball, get back up. It's worth it. If you, Tristan, listen to me. You and I are going to make mistakes. But at the end of the race, when God looks down at you and I and says, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. It's going to be worth it when you and I walk on streets of gold. It's going to be worth it to make heaven. It's going to be worth it. It's going to pay off. To pray when I don't feel like praying. 
It's going to pay off to live for God in a holy, consecrated life. It's going to pay off. Joseph got kicked to the curb again. By the smith, again. When's enough? Enough. When God says enough is enough. Many people don't live for God, hear me, because they think God's unfair. When really God's just looking for an affirmation from humanity. It's worth it. It's worth it. Joseph now gets sold, Sister Gail, and thrown in a prison. A prison, Sister Kim. A prison of the mind, a prison of the heart. He's in a prison for doing right. Living for God. Folks, along our journey, these are places you're going to find yourself. Whether you find yourself in a prison of mind, of, 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 of unforgiveness, or a prison in the mind of fear, or a pit of despair. You're going to find yourself in one of these places along the way. And now he's incarcerated behind bars. What next? Surely, here's what hits me, Sister Kim, Brother Charlie. Surely he'd have gave up. Have you ever been, I don't answer this, but just, you've been in jail? Have you had what's been done to you, what was done to Joseph? Jail, attempts, family. Dysfunction, cold, lack of water. I mean, all these things, we got to figure, goes into this. Has any of that, has all of that happened to you? I doubt it very seriously. Oh, you and I may have today, I got fear today, or you may have depression today, or you may have worry today. There ain't no, you ain't got it all today. Because you can't handle it. Joseph's at the end looking back saying, when they lied on me, it's still worth it. When they threw me in the pit, it's still worth it. When she tried to make an attempt against me and lied on me, it's still worth it. I held my integrity. I held my character. I held my relationship with God. No, I wasn't perfect. No, I didn't do everything right. But I kept pressing. Ain't nothing more frustrating than you to get overlooked when you did right and people go. Ain't nothing more frustrating for somebody to get the blessing before you. Come on, get honest. You got a clunker car and you're doing everything right and you need a new car. And here's old brother Clifton Bush now. He ain't nearly do everything right. He's out and hanging out and places he shouldn't be. And, but he'll show up every once in a while and come get his little Holy Ghost fix. And he's driving a brand new Chevy Z71. I don't know what you got. You ain't nearly making the cut. And here I am. 
live for God. I give him a tithing offering. I'm faithful. I, I don't smoke and drink and chew and run with them that do. Every once in a while, watch me. Instead of looking over the shoulder of me and looking how far God's brought me, I look over here and go, this just ain't fair. Come on, get honest. This ain't fair. He ain't nearly doing nothing. He's hanging out at nightclubs and... But God's blessing him. What in the world? Joseph's in the prison. Got a baker and a butler. Don't know nothing about one God. And they get promoted. See, here's what the enemy don't let you see. One was going to get his head cut off. You don't see... Because he won't live right today. God will be merciful today, but there'll come a time God will deal with that. And what I need to worry about is, oh God, look how far I've come. And I'm still here. I went through bitterness and I'm still here. I went through lying and betrayal and I'm still here. I went through people not misunderstanding me and I'm still here. I went through people talking about me, telling me I'll never make it. I'll never measure up to nothing. And I'm still here. Joseph got overlooked. And finally, the day came and he got promoted. And it still don't end, Sister Christine. Because even after he got promoted, he does the seven years of famine and seven years of feasting and does all the great engineering and he does everything great. Watch unresolved issues of his brothers come back. Somebody hear me today, but don't get resolved 20 and 30 and a year and five years and five months and whatever. It's going to come back again. And the brothers come back circle, but now this time they need it. And watch what old Joe does. He plays a head game with his brothers. I can't find it in scripture. Hell to correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't find nowhere in there where it says God was pleased with what he did. You know what Joseph was doing? He was working through his forgiveness. He see, I'm now in, in Egypt and I don't have to look at them no more. I don't have to see them no more. I don't have to see what my brothers did. I don't have to be reminded every day by their face, by me at the bottom of the pit saying, you sorry. How can you do this to me? Now I'm in Egypt and I ain't got to look at them no more. And out of nowhere that day, he drinking his Dr. Pepper. Ain't drinking no Diet Coke because there ain't no Diet Coke. Nowhere in Egypt or heaven. Ain't no Diet Coke. Dr. Pepper. Diet Dr. Pepper. There he is counting the money, Brother Langley. I, I, I wonder the thought, Brother Bushnell. He's there looking down and he looks up. And there's Reuben. There's Levi. There's Judah. There's Dan and Iskatar and Gad and Manasseh. Looking at him, and his mind starts going back. 
what was done wrong and the failure. What you think he did, Sister Helen? I remember right, he got up, stepped back. It caught him so off guard. And now Joseph's working through, forgiving them what he thought he would, he was over. And now they're back. And he plays a game with them, Brother Austin, of how and going back and I want the youngest and, and all this kind of stuff. The Bible says Joseph finally forgave them, wept on their shoulder, brought them back home. You think that wasn't hard to forgive? And then to open his new house to the people that sold him out. Is there anybody that's ever been done wrong by somebody? And by chance you run across them again. And when you do, God says, buy their lunch. Go to lunch with them. Come on, somebody. Listen. It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. And Joseph forgives him. And then to make all things worth. Here it is. Musicians, y'all come. I just kind of get ready. Y'all come be thinking. Give me about five more minutes. Here's what he does. Brother McNabb, after all that Joseph's been through, Brother Charlie, you think enough's enough. He finally gets his daddy to come. Great message of reuniting. and That's a message inside of itself. But here's what happens. And Jacob dies. Chapter 15. The, the culmination the cherry on top of the cake. The finishing of his life. Death comes to the one he loves. Death came to Joseph. And out of all of that, losing his father at the end. Come on, Dad, stay with me a little bit longer. Enjoy the benefit and blessings of what I get now in Egypt, we can be together as a family once again. And now God allows Jacob to die. Joseph don't give up, Brother Joe. He don't curse God and get mad. Here, it's worth it. Keep coming. And now we're at the end. Chapter 50, verse 19. He looks at his brothers because they conspired one more time. Here's what's going to happen. Daddy's gone. The one that held the family together. The glue that kept everything in order. The old patriarch. And when he died, Joseph's going to turn on us. So now we got to get to scheme. They're never going to change. Somebody hear me in the Holy Ghost. That family member or that one that did this. Some things never change. And you're going to have to leave them in God's hands and forgive. Because they go to scheming again now. Joseph, he's going to kill us. But now watch what Joseph does. Proof, he says. Fear not. I ain't God. Uh -uh. Next verse. Everything you meant for evil. God. 
let me flip that title just for a moment. Bitterness, it ain't worth it. Not living for God, it ain't worth it. I've seen Brother Smith so many times in my time of living for God now getting a little bit beyond just a short tenure. I've seen in cycles, hardship comes to people. But yet when they get to that crossroad, Brother Smith, they make a decision to hang on to something instead of forgiving it. Or they choose bitterness and their whole demeanor begins to change. It's a gradual change. It don't happen immediately. But in about a year, two years, three years, five years, ten years, thirty years, you see the culmination of something in their human spirit that was never there. You've heard people say, man, when he was a boy, he didn't do that. Man, when they were, when they were 30, they didn't do that. They have never done that. You know what happened? There was a crossroad. And they made a decision of, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. And 30 years later, their kids are or their family, or their job, or they wonder what in the world happened. Go back to that moment. I'm telling somebody whether you're in the pit, whether you're in Potiphar's house, whether you're with the Ishmaelites, whether you're with your brothers in the palace, whether you're on the throne of authority, whether you're loss of your daddy. Living for God is always worth it. Joseph does it like this. You thought evil against me. But God's purpose worked unto good to bring to pass. Watch. Lives. Folks, why are we in church? Because we're going to affect and change through the Holy Ghost. Lives. So when I go through the valley or I go to the mountaintop, or I'm in the, 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 the altar of repentance and failure, or I'm at the apex of success and anointing and being used of God. Regardless, God uses it all to work to the purpose of saving lives. If we ever get the attention off of ourselves and look at it from God's perspective like this, if I go through this, Paul said it like this. He said, I'm the chiefest sinner. The pattern. I'm paraphrasing. This is how he said it, Dad. He said, I'm the chiefest of sinners and God made a doorway big enough with me. That if you only did what I did, I was a sinner. I was a murderer. God made the pattern for into the kingdom, the entranceway based upon me. And if I can get in the kingdom with all that I've done, then surely you can get in the kingdom with the little bit you've done. You ain't never murdered nobody. You ain't never shot nobody. You ain't never... So you messed up. Pick up your chin. Pick up your heart, your faith, and realize I'm going to keep moving forward because it's worth it to stay faithful. Next verse. And I close. Look how he starts it. I wish we could put two verses on that screen at the same time because you got to see it contextually. He closes and says, to save many lives. But look how he starts it. Now, therefore. Brother Tenney used to say, if there's a now, therefore, it's there for a reason. Now, therefore. What, Paul, what jo- Joseph just said was this. Because 
you meant evil and God worked it good for my good and the saving of lives because of that that's now therefore because of that fear not listen to me you don't know how much comfort an elder can give a young couple that's already at the end of the journey I'm not saying you're about to die what I'm saying is you've got some battle scars that's come down the road and Joseph had been down the road enough that now he could say at the end fear not nothing's going to happen to you it was proof that Joseph had forgiven him because as Pharaoh's next guy he could have killed him but Joseph forgave them and because he was able to forgive them he was able to say because I understand valleys and mountains hardships and storms and all this stuff I understand it now and because I understand it in this regard God was working a purpose that was greater than what I could do. I'm trying to get somebody to get a revelation. I can't give it to you. You got to see the picture of Joseph looking down the road of life and saying, I made it through the pit. There was purpose. I made it through that one. There's purpose. I made it through that. Oh, I'm going to be able to help somebody that's going to go through that because I've been through that. Everything you're going through is to help somebody else. And that's what Paul was saying. I'm going through the, the door. But it's for me to turn back and say, hey, if I made it, you can make it too. Stand with me. Listen, there's no greater, no greater testimony. Here's Jesus hanging on the cross. Brother Kenny. He was fully God and fully man. As God, he never had to go to that cross. But as man, he had to suffer. He had to shed blood. So let's take, it, let's take it from the perspective of man. He's hanging on the cross in his humanity. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That wasn't two deities talking to one another. That was the man, Christ, speaking to the omnipotent, omnipresent spirit. That was in him and never compromising ego. But in his humanity, he was saying, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. As God, he saw the end. But in his humanity, Brother Daryl, he still had to struggle with pulling himself through. And getting. This is going to work to the good. This is going to work to the good. Even though I can't see it right now. In his humanity, Brother Joe, this is going to work for the good in my life. I don't know the how. And God's not asking you to figure out the how. He's asking you just, will you go where you don't understand? And there he hung. He died. He gave up the ghost. Buried him in the tomb. And he came out. I wonder if that rock quaking, quaking and shaking and tomb being rolled away was nothing more than a demonstration to all of humanity. Brother Charlie, it's worth it. It's worth it. 
I wonder if we talk to Sister Viola and she's on streets of gold. I know what she'd say. Brother Wade, it's worth it. Your mom and your dad, it's worth it. Elder, it's worth it. My grandfather. Oh, Barbara Benoit. Hey, CJ. It's worth it. It's worth it. My brother Charlie. I'm telling y'all, y'all think I'm crazy, but I literally, I don't know what they sounded like, but I hear voices from a cloud of witnesses saying, it's worth it. It's worth it. Come on, it's worth it going through all this craziness in the world. It's worth it coming to the house. Aren't you glad? Listen, I'm glad people stayed home to be safe. There is nobody I hold any repute against. I'm glad they stayed. I'm thankful for you that came today. Aren't you glad that we came and we felt the presence of God today? Ain't it worth it right now? If you've never had the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's worth it. If you've never been filled with His Spirit, been baptized in Jesus' name, it's worth it. Ain't it, Cody? Ain't it, Tristan? Ain't it, Joe? It's worth it. yourself not. I want everybody to come today. Please don't stay back. Come. And as a family, let's just all come and pray together.